you're on right now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo 5 radio network and streaming on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. Or visit the website at jimdawes.com. You can shoot me an email at rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com. Or leave a voicemail at 772-245-0750. That number again, 772-245-0750. Leave your questions or comments on that line and I will address them on a future broadcast. Well, do you wonder sometimes if we haven't hit peak racism? You know, this uh, this weaponization of the charges of racism against uh, the political po- opponents of the Democrats has been going on for, well, hell, my whole adult life. And uh, Ann Coulter said it best, you haven't won an argument with a Democrat until they've called you a racist. And uh, what we've got now is a uh, cultural Marxist group the so-called squad i like to call them the jihad squad that have taken over uh the have become the face of the democrats and the house of representatives really the whole party and uh and they have determined that any criticism of them is by definition racist and so you know when they make these outrageous statements and call uh, border patrol agents nazis and the president a dictator and say we're operating concentration camps and the nation is garbage and they, um, you know, they give a wink and a nod to Islamic terrorists. And the inevitable criticism comes because uh, Donald Trump is not one to hold his tongue. Then, of course, he is labeled a racist. And uh, because, you know, some of the uh, his supporters at a rally in North Carolina last week chanted for 13 seconds, 13 seconds, send her back. Then um, the 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 left and the mainstream media have just absolutely lost their minds. You would have thought that Trump supporters had attempted uh, had taken a assault weapon to a, a, a U.S. government facility and tried to blow up a major a major propane tank. Actually, a Democrat did that. You would have thought that Trump supporters. Um, attacked a government facility and pulled the American flag down and put up the flag of a foreign nation and defaced the American flag. Oh, well, wait, that was the Democrats too. You would have thought that Trump supporters went to a Democrat congressional baseball practice and attempted mass. Oh, wait, that's right. That was a Bernie Sanders Democrat supporter. But those Trump supporters did say a very rude chant for 13 seconds. And because of that, you had some of the most outrageous, ridiculous statements coming out on the Sunday news shows that you ever saw in your life. And it wasn't just confined to MSNBC or CNN. No, it went full bore lunatic 
on the mainstream Sunday news shows, Face the Nation, this week with Storge, George Stephanopoulos, and even Fox News Sunday with the closet never-Trumper Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace, had his dad not been a, um, a major news reporter, would probably be selling insurance, something to, to that level these days. But what they did is they drug on Republicans, you know, and they tried to make them uh, disavow the president and uh, and declare that the president was racist or risk being called racist themselves, because that's the new talking point with the Democrats. If you are a Republican and you support this president and you refuse to condemn him, you are a Nazi and you are a fascist. It's it's really just an escalation of a line that they've been using for quite some time now. But to watch the level, the frenzy that it had reached this last weekend, while the media turns totally turns a blind eye to actual um, violence that has been incited by the Democrats. And the the squad, the jihad squad, is just unbelievable. The the double standard is breathtaking. But as if right on cue, down there in Mableton, Georgia, no less, just outside of Atlanta, a uh, um, a black Democrat lawmaker. She's actually the vice chair of the Democrat House caucus in Georgia trotted forward with another of these race hoaxes and uh, and got burned pretty badly and I'm sure by this time most of my listeners are aware of what went on anyway but I want to just walk you through the evolution of a, of a racial hate hoax and uh, and give you some uh, some timeline about how all this developed and how transparently fictitious uh, this representative, her name is Erica Thompson's tale is. So she says she was just, you know, going through the express lane at her local Publix with one extra item and a, a vile racist Nazi approached her and told her to go back where she came from. And she took to Twitter to try to get on board the whole hate hoax bandwagon that the Democrats have and try to support the narrative that the Jihad Squad had put together. And here is, and this is sort of a long clip, it goes almost a minute and a half, but I think you need to hear it all to get the real flavor of the hoax that she tried to perpetuate. And then we'll look how the, uh, the story evolved. So you know what I decided? I decided to go live because I'm very upset because people are getting really out of control with this. With this white privilege stuff. I'm at the grocery store. And I'm in the 10 out, the out that says 10 items or less. Yes, I have 15 items. 
but I'm nine months pregnant and I can't stand up for long. And this white man comes this white man comes up to me and says, You lazy son of a bitch. He says, You lazy son of a bitch. You need to go back where you came from. And he says that. I said, sir, you don't even know me. I'm not lazy. I'm not much pregnant. He says, you're ignorant. You're ignorant. And I'm not and it hurt me so bad. I'm sorry, y'all, because everything in me wanted to just tell him I'm who I am and, and how I don't. But I couldn't. I couldn't get anything out. I could just tell him, please leave me alone, please. <sighs> now, that was a real um, heart-rending story. And it got the attention of the local news media real quickly. And they asked her to uh, come back and do an on-the-shot or on-the-scene shot news conference at the Publix. And she dutifully did so, coming to get her her 15 minutes of uh, fame. Only problem is, while she was there doing this live uh, shot, to tell the story of this heinous Nazi that had had uh, assaulted her verbally in the publics for just minding her own business and just cheating just a little bit in the uh, express lane. <laughs> Guess who shows up? The guy who she is accusing of doing this, and his name is Eric Sparks, and she doesn't like that one little bit and uh she immediately starts attacking him telling him that this is not you know this is not your news conference and you're not going to come here and uh and and get on tv trying to shut him down but the news media was kind of anxious to hear his side of the story and this is how it went down exactly what happened can you tell us on camera what happened i walked in the public bought my three items there were three checkout lanes one was an express the other two were empty I kept my tongue shut. I walked and paid for my items in one of the empty lanes. This lady, I noticed, had about 20 items on her on the on the conveyor. Okay. I walked up to the two customer service associations from Publix, asked them what can be done in a nice manner. They said, corporate policy, we can't do anything, but you as a customer can say something. I, I took a step outside the store, thought about it, turned around, walked up to. Miss Thomas and said, ma'am, not to be rude, my exact first words, pointing at the sign, which shows it on the surveillance camera, which I've seen already, pointing at the sign, 10 items or less, she she berates me after that. I don't remember exactly what she said, but on camera, she approached me, came towards me as I took a couple steps back. She said a few words. I do not recall exactly what those words were. I said, you're selfish. She did mention she's nine months pregnant. I said, it doesn't matter in this case. There's no point on this case. There's two empty lines. You don't need to be in the express lane. Then I stated, she said a few words. I stated, well, you're selfish little B-I-T-C-H. I did say that. 
That's all I said after that, and I walked out of Publix. Her words stating on Twitter and her video stating I told her she needs to go back where she came from are untrue. I am Cuban. I am not white. Well, he is white. He's uh, by all appearances he's white, but he uh, he claims to be a, a Hispanic, which you know isn't a race actually. But um, that's the the politically correct world we live in. But Erica, uh, Erica Thompson was having nothing of this. She uh, all of a sudden turned into this weepy, sad little um, you know uh, terribly hurt Georgia legislator into uh, an attack dog. Sullivan, I am facing the man that degraded me and berated me, and I'm not crying. No, I'm not. I'm standing right in front of you. And if you know how you made me feel yesterday. She's poking his finger at him, and she's lording over him. She's actually much bigger than she is. She's a big woman. It would have been impossible to tell by looking at her that she was, in fact, nine months pregnant. But uh, she, she went to from being this, uh, you know, just weepy victim to uh, to very aggressive. I'm standing right in front of you. If you know how you made me feel yesterday, if you know how you made back my daughter be, feel. Back off before I call the police. Call the police right now because back they off. are looking for you. They I already talked to them. I already talked to them. It's okay. I am so back happy off. that you're here. Am and I'm arrested? happy that everybody needs to see this man that did this to me. And he thinks that he gets a five minutes of fame. You think that you're going to come up when you see police, when you see SB, SB 46, you think you're going to come up here and get a spotlight? No, you're not. The only spot that you're going to get is everybody needs to see the man that did this to a woman that's nine months pregnant. Are you a state legislator? Nobody is here for you. Are you a state legislator? Nobody's here for you, she says. She didn't like him interrupting her news conference at all. And, um... It was shortly thereafter that, um, you know, during, during this confrontation, Eric Sparks pointed out to her that did, did uh, you view the videotape? And shortly after he mentioned the possibility of a videotape, she took to the air to sort of soften her accusations somewhat. I want to make sure that everyone knows that. It- nope, that's not the one. Where is it? Here we go. He said, he said, go back, you know, those types of words. I don't want to say, he, he said, go back to your country or go back to where you came from. But he was making those types of references is what I remember. Oh, he was making those type of references is what I remember. So after he raises the reality, because he says during this uh, this news conference that he has reviewed the videotape, she totally changes her story. He said, he said, go back, you know, those types of words. I don't want to say, he, he said, go back to your country or go back to where you came from. But he was making those types of references is what I remember. Oh, making those types of references. So this uh, this all took place on a Saturday, apparently. And uh, after the possibility was raised that all this was on videotape, she she walked back her story. And then between then and this morning, she had had time to review the videotape herself and found out that the videotape didn't actually uh, t- carry any sound on it. And so she changes her story once again. I want to make sure that everyone knows that in any way, am I backtracking on my statement or am I retracting on anything that I said? <laughs> he said, you lazy son of a bitch. You need to 
this is a bit of a a, a, a montage here. She, so the beginning of this uh, clip, she's at a news conference that she's actually called at the state capitol. She's blown this up into a national event and uh, in an attempt to, you know, uh, uh, pile on this uh, send her back meme that the Democrats have all joined in on. When there's no indication whatsoever this happened, she's uh, she's made the accusation and she's walked back the accusation. Then she found out that the video clip doesn't have sound and she's uh, she's changing her story yet again. I want to make sure that everyone knows that in any way, am I backtracking on my statement or am I retracting with anything that I said? <laughs> he said, you lazy son of a bitch. You need to go back where you came from. He said, he said go back, you know, those types of words. I don't want to say, he, he said, go back to your country or go back to where you came from. But he was making those types of references is what I remember. And that's when he said, and like I said in the, the thing before, that's when he said and made a reference to go back where you came from. I don't want to say he, he said go back to your country or go back to where you came from. But he was making those types of references is what I remember. <laughs> he said, you lazy son of a bitch. You need to go back where you came from. This is so transparently deceptive. And uh, in this news conference that she held this morning, she even doubled down. She said she was going to ask the police to arrest Eric Sparks. Now, this woman is a state legislature, legislator. And she thinks that she can have this man arrested, basically, for being rude to her. For violating the rules in the checkout line. And uh, for his part, Eric Sparks has decided to talk to lawyers to pursue a defamation case. I'm, I'm thinking he might have a pretty good case. The, the weakness in his case is that she didn't identify him during her original slanders. But she did double down on a, uh, the slanders during this uh, parking lot news conference at Publix. And if there are any witnesses that actually heard what went down, and I, I would suppose that uh, the uh, the cashier would be a witness, they don't have self-checkout at Publix, then Miss Erica Thompson got a big problem because this is a classic case of defamation. Now, he's going to have a tough case because he was rude to this woman. He called her a bitch after... The videotape, I suspect, will portray her being quite aggressive with him. If you if you watch the online clips of this, you can tell that this is a very aggressive, mouthy woman. But it's going to be interesting to see how all this shakes out. But here's the real coup de grace <laughs> that, that puts the lie to all of this. You know, when, when she was just able to characterize... This guy is a white man and obviously, you know, one of these rabid Trump supporters. It was all really working out well for her, but there was just one little problem in the narrative that she tried to put together. And that is when Eric Sparks said this. I'm Hispanic. I don't care what she thinks. She's doing it for political purposes, period. Like I said earlier, I'm a Democrat. I will vote Democrat the rest of my life. (laughs) 
Okay? So to call me what she wants to believe for her political purposes to make it black, white, brown, or whatever is so untrue. And here's here's the, the bigger problem. There is no doubt that what he just told you there is the truth because you can look on his social media pages and see that he is not only Hispanic, he is not only a Democrat, but he is a strident never-Trumper who had been on his uh, Facebook page just the day before trashing the president and standing up for AOC and company, the Jihad Squad. <laughs> Oh, my God, this is Jesse Smollett, too. So inside of just how many? We're halfway into the year. We're a little little over halfway through the year. We have already had three major race hoaxes in this country. The first was the Catholic school kids, Covington Catholic, that were smeared, absolutely smeared by the, the mainstream media and the left for days and days for um for the young man Sandman what was his first name Jason Sandman they didn't like the way he held his mouth while that old uh native american man creepy looking old dude was banging a drum inches away from his face and so they determined that he ought to be expelled his life ought to be ruined the lunatics out in hollywood drew illustrations of him being put in a wood chip- chipper and uh, and proposed, one of them did, that the school, all the doors in the school be locked and it set on fire. Then we had the Jesse Smollett hate hoax there in Chicago. Which, say what you want, Jesse Smollett is not a terribly bright guy. That was a ridiculous thing that you would expect people to believe that uh, some, some rabid MAGA uh, country... White men would be out roaming the streets of Chicago at 2 a.m. in the morning in, in zero-degree temperature, looking with a, with a noose handy and a, a bottle of bleach just trolling for Jesse Smollett to leave his apartment and go to the local Subway sandwich shop. The whole thing fell apart, and then the, the radical Marxist um, district attorney there in Chicago decided she wasn't going to press charges. And now we've got this uh, Erica Thomas, the vice chair of the Georgia Democrat caucus in the House of Representatives, engaging in yet another race hoax. And and let me tell you, if you think that maybe this is uh, playing well in Atlanta, you're wrong. Everybody knows exactly what she was doing. More and more of this is going to come out, and I guarantee you he is going to get a good lawyer to go after this woman. So this is just a continuation of, you know, the way the modern Democrat Party does business. They are a party that is based in hoaxes. The climate change hoax, the uh, Trump Russia Gate R- Russia Gate hoax. Um, it's again and again that concentration camps, children in cages. It's all a giant lie. They've been talking about how bad Trump has been to these immigrants on the on the border. The deaths of illegal migrants at the border is are down twenty percent. 
from the Obama years. It's not as bad as it used to be. They had nothing to say about it then. But now Trump is a Nazi. (laughs) Oh, man, it's just blowing up all over Twitter. It's blowing up all over the news. And uh, if the Democrats think that this is how they're going to get their way to re-election, I don't believe that this is going to work. The media does not control the narrative anymore. They've lost control of the narrative. And this, uh, this latest hate crime suffered narrative collapse within 24 hours. Because Eric Sparks had the, had the nerve to crash this uh, news conference where Erica Thomas was uh, going to uh, vilify him. we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back after two messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America nationalist perspective. It really was something watching the Sunday news shows, and uh, all of this had been sort of ginned up by the New York Times. The news shows basically take their cues, which narrative that they're going to pursue from the New York Times. And on Sunday, they, uh, I I mean, on uh, Saturday, they published an article called, uh, titled, Trump sets the terms on racial division. Do the Democrats know what to do? And they went back over this 13 seconds at this rally in Greenville, North Carolina. They quote it, send her back. And they, uh, they, they say this is a microcosm of the angry tribalism that often emanates from Trump's campaign rallies. Immediately caused ripple effects for the president and his party. Some Republican members of Congress denounced the chant as racist and xenophobic. That would be Mitt Romney, who has taken the place of John McCain as the the go-to Republican that the Democrat media can always count on for a negative quote about his party. They say Trump tepidly disavows his supporters' words. And for Democrats, especially the candidates seeking to defeat Mr. Trump, the impact of the rally was clear. There will be a general election focused on race, identity, 
and Mr. Trump's brand of white grievance politics, you cannot be serious. After literally 30 years of constantly being vilified, white people got a little ugly themselves. And as a result, is there any uh, attempt to understand that, you know, after such a long period of vilification that white people may be fed up with it? Where you have Black Lives Matter marching through the streets. What do you want? Dead cops. When do you want it? Now. You've got, um, you know, an attempt at mass murder on Republican congressmen. And just a general, you know, anytime you disagree with somebody, the Democrat go-to tactic is to accuse them of race, of racism. So I want to play you this one clip. This is uh, this is actually G. Edward Griffin, who's talking about um, the smear campaigns that the old Soviet Union instructed the Communist Party on how to conduct and what to do if anybody got in their march toward Marxism. In 1943, the following directive was issued from party headquarters to all communists in the United States. It read, when certain obstructionists become too irritating, label them after suitable buildups as fascist or Nazi or anti-Semitic and use the prestige of anti-fascist and tolerance organizations to discredit them. In the public mind, constantly associate those who oppose us with those names which already have a bad smell. The association will, after enough repetition, become fact in the public mind. Well, it has certainly become fact in the, in the imagination of the Democrats and their media mouthpieces. And if you want to see the actual deployment of that tactic, you need to look no further than Alexandria Cortex. He is stoking white supremacy and he is allowing, frankly, neo-Nazi groups to go off unchecked because that is a key part of rousing his base. So if neo-Nazi groups are his base, then he is going out on a limb and uh, stoking all of this white nationalism in order to capture about 3,000 votes. Because at this point, that's about how many actual Nazis, neo-Nazis and Klansmen actually exist in this country. Now, if you go on Facebook or Twitter, you will find scores, literally scores of Antifa groups that organize and uh, uh, organize their themselves and organize their events and their tactics on these social media scenes. The media is totally uninterested in that. It doesn't concern them in the least. You have this group. They have chapters in all of the big cities in this country that are organized, that take to the streets in uniforms with their faces covered and commit assaults on citizens and police officers. But the mainstream media prefers to, uh, to vilify Trump supporters for chanting a rude uh, chant for 13 seconds. 
they ran out this they ran out this line or the, you know that the racist the racist are those who are calling people racist that we're using the label to beat people over their head and this is a kind of echo of George Wallace's old formulation the bigots are those who are calling people bigots right they're trying to police how we respond to what they're doing he wants to have this fight joe we need to have it we need yeah. to have it once and for all so they want to fight they're going on Morning Joe saying that we need to have this fight. And you got Chris Hayes. He's the one that looks like the slightly less dikey version of Rachel Maddow. And he says the whole party has to be destroyed. Be peacefully, nonviolently, politically destroyed with love, compassion, and determination, but utterly. How do you go about destroying somebody with love and compassion? That's that's the new one on me. That's just a little disclaimer he threw in there to keep from being uh, called out for his incitement. But utterly confronted and destroyed. That is the only way to break the coalition apart. Not by prying off this or that interest. They are in too deep. They have shamed themselves too much. The heart of the thing must be ripped out. The darkness must be banished. The people... The heart must be ripped out. Oh, my God. We need to call a major mental health intervention over there at MSNBC for Chris Hayes. Themselves too much. The heart of the thing must be ripped out. The darkness must be banished. The people who feel moral revulsion at that display we saw last night must collectively mobilize in greater numbers than the chanters. So the moral revulsion of these 13 seconds doesn't rise to the level of the actual violence being committed by Antifa or Black Lives Matter or these domestic terror attacks on uh, ICE facilities. But that 13-second chance, that, that, that chant requires that the, Democrat or the Republican Party be destroyed. With love, compassion, and determination, but utterly confronted and destroyed. That is the only way to break the coalition apart. Not- interesting, interesting. Well, as if on cue, on the... Um, on the main broadcast channels of MSNBC, Liz Cheney appeared on uh, Face the Nation. And uh, and she tried to get a word in edgewise to actually uh, point out the substance of this confrontation between the president and the jihad squad. But uh, Nicole Wallace was having none of it. News media really wants to make this about race. You just did it. This isn't about race. It's not about gender. It's not about religion. Um, These members of the House of Representatives, more, it's not just these four. It's also some of the candidates who are running for president on the Democratic side, Mm -hmm. fundamentally believe in policies that are dangerous for this nation. And as Republicans, we are going to fight against those, even if the mainstream media accuses us of racism when we do that. This is about their support for social media. It is absolutely wrong. It should not have happened. We've all said it shouldn't have happened. Uh, I would really like to see the the media as focused. I would like to see the media as focused on the substance of what this wing of the Democratic Party is advocating, because that is really dangerous for our country. I wish I had picked a a better clip to go with that one. I I chose that one because it had the substance of Liz Liz Cheney's argument that, uh, you know, that the news media is ignoring the real reality of this uh, this debate and just focusing on the this 13 seconds in Greenville North Carolina
But uh, before that clip, you had the moderator there on Face the Nation just constantly badgering and and um, interrupting Liz Cheney. And it was a beautiful line. I didn't get the clip where she said, you're proving my point. But Stephen Miller, uh, the president's immigration counselor, uh, was over on Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace. And anybody who thinks that we have a solid ally over at Fox News uh, must not be watching Fox News Sunday because it is as stridently anti-Trump as any of the other two networks. But uh, Chris Wallace was uh, busy badgering Steve Miller. Throughout this interview, Chris, you're continuing to conflate Donald Trump's criticisms of President Obama versus AOC's deep and systemic criticism. Well, I did it again on this uh, this clip I picked. I actually picked the the, the point where um, Stephen Miller got tired of being badgered and just pushed through and made his case uh, to Chris Wallace. Throughout this interview, Chris, you're continuing to conflate Donald Trump's criticisms of President Obama versus AOC's deep and systemic criticisms of the country itself. And so... Let me just cut to the heart of the issue. These four congresswomen detest America as it exists, as it is currently constructed. They want to tear down the structure of our country. They want it to be a socialist open borders country. If you, as Donald Trump says, want to destroy America with open borders, you cannot say you love your country. If you attack border agents the way that Ocasio-Cortez has, it means you have a deep-seated hatred of the nation as it exists. That's why you want to erase its borders, fundamentally transform the country, and in the process, it doesn't matter if American citizens lose their jobs, lose their homes, lose their livelihoods, lose their health coverage and lose their very lives. There's a gigantic, enormous distinction between Donald Trump saying, I'm going to get on the world stage and put America first in every single thing we do versus the view that says America should never come first and American citizens should never come first, which is their view. And that's what we're going to take to the ballot box. That was Stephen Miller uh, pointing out the or responding to this line that Chris Wallace and the other talking heads have been trying to put together that uh, Trump criticized America too. So therefore, he is just as anti-American as the Jihad Squad. Now, nobody's buying that. They understand why Trump ran for president. He, he ran for president because he couldn't stand anymore watching what the establishment parties were doing to the country, and he wanted to return America to its greatness. Totally a different thing than what the jihad squad is out there preaching. And Stephen Miller touched on it really well right then when he said that they want socialism and open borders. Now just stop and consider what that would mean. You got open borders. So you're letting anybody in the world come in here and you're offering them government health care and $15 an hour minimum wage and all the other benefits of citizenship just because they managed to walk in here. That is quite literally the end of the country. As Thomas Friedman said, you can have a a country with open borders or you can have a welfare state, but you cannot have both. It will not survive. And these jihadists, the jihad squad, 
know this. They absolutely understand what they're doing. They have been indoctrinated with this Marxist hate America ideology at American universities. And they are following the playbook of the Communist Party USA, which, by the way, is based in Chicago and gave rise to Barack Obama. And if you think this thing is just uh, limited to the far fringes of the party, I can tell you it's not. You've got a United States senator from Montana, no less, on one of the Sunday news shows, John Tester. I don't think uh, even in states where Donald Trump won big that it does you any good running away from Donald Trump. I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. Punch him in the face. So John Tester has has uh, adopted this punch a Nazi uh, meme that the New York Times early on in the Trump administration wrote a wrote an op-ed questioning, is it okay to punch a Nazi? And of course they're their conclusion was yes. And I guess, you know, if you had actual Nazis out there in the streets, you would definitely want to punch them, except they're the ones that get to decide who's a Nazi. And, oh, if you chant something for 13 seconds, you're a Nazi, we're going to punch you. If you vote for Donald Trump, you're a Nazi, we're going to punch you. And so, yeah, maybe this whole thing is getting overheated there's no doubt about it but it's not the trump supporters that are pushing this those uh those trump supporters at that rally in greenville north carolina were responding to all of this vitriol that the democrats have been pushing their way for a long long time we'll be right back we now know that google and youtube aren't just silencing conservatives online they're also manipulating their algorithms to interfere in the 2020 election meanwhile Big mobile companies are taking the proceeds from your mobile phone bill and funding leftist candidates and causes. This includes promoting illegal immigration, abortion, and gun control. You've got only one way to preserve the Constitution and the values that made this country great, and that's by sticking together. This means supporting each other's causes and companies. Leading the charge in this effort is veteran-led Patriot Mobile. With unlimited plans starting as low as $25 a month, you get the same crystal-clear nationwide service with a portion of your bill going to support the causes you believe in. Come on over to PatriotMobile.com today. Switching is easy, and you'll get a free month service when you use the promo code Come on over. We now know that Google and YouTube aren't just silencing conservatives online. They're also... Well, we're back. Uh, so while the mainstream media continues to attack the Trump, uh, Trump supporters for this 13-second um, chant that took place uh, you've got the members of the Jihad Squad, AOC and uh, Pressler and and Omar, steadfastly refusing to condemn the uh, attack on the ICE facility in Tacoma, Washington, last week, where this Antifa domestic terrorist uh, showed up with a, um, a semi-automatic rifle and tried to blow up a large propane tank that would have killed many scores of people. So it was pretty interesting uh, this week, you know, when uh, alternative media uh, approached them in the halls of the, uh, of the house office building and tried to get them to uh, disavow this Antifa terrorist that was actually quoting 
members of the Jihad squad when he conducted his attack. Will you condemn Antifa for the attack in Washington? This is AOC. It's easy to condemn a terrorist attack. Will you be condemning Antifa? They firebombed an American facility. Will you condemn them? Will you be condemning them? Do you feel like you have some responsibility in the attack with your rhetoric about concentration camps? Are you responsible? Do you feel ashamed? So how difficult is it to disavow a terrorist attack? He had an even longer clip of Ayanna Presley, the junior member of the Jihad squad, refusing to condemn this attack on an ICE facility. And you remember during that uh, news conference where they were responding to, with, to Trump, Omar steadfastly refused to condemn um, ISIS or Al-Qaeda. So they're telling you, they're really telling you everything you need to know. You're a racist, you're a Nazi, you're a Klansman, and you, uh, you are required to disavow your president, but we are not going to disavow domestic terror or, t- or international terror in any way. We don't disavow. You know what's interesting about all this is that um, a recent university study found that actually racism is down. Now, you would never know that to look at the mainstream media, but this study was conducted at the University of Pennsylvania by researchers Daniel Hopkins and Samantha Washington, and they found that America is much less racist under President Trump than under Barack Obama. And it's not really that surprising to learn when you re- remember that uh, Barack Obama was constantly trying to make uh, white people feel guilty and blaming them and race baiting. But this survey was conducted among white Americans that expressed uh and and it showed that they expressed anti-black and anti-Hispanic prejudice much less after the 2016 campaign and the election. Much less. So maybe Americans didn't like being constantly lectured to by radical Marxists that uh, was pursuing this cultural Marxism. But what's really amazing is that you know that if this study originated on college campuses, that the original intent was to document that it went up. And yet, I would imagine that despite their best efforts to, sh- to prove that, it in fact turned out that it has gone down. Well, this Wednesday, we have old... Robert Mueller, he's going to come up to the House of Representatives and answer questions. And I think the Democrats have really stepped in it this time by getting him up there because he's going to have some very difficult questions to answer. And you can bet that the Republicans are not going to shy away from putting them to him, 
Now, all the damage that's been done to Trump has already been done. You can bet that this report that was that was uh, written by Andrew Weissman was as negative for, toward Trump as it possibly could be. And the truth of the matter is, Robert Mueller is not very good at embellishing. Uh, he's he's good at lying, but at this point, he's got to stick to the script. But the things that will come out under Republican questioning in this hearing will be the omissions that Andrew Weissman didn't include in the report. And I think the most pressing question they've got to ask right from the beginning is how in the world could you have accepted this appointment by Rod Rosenstein to investigate the obstruction of justice for the firing of James Comey when in fact you were James Comey's mentor at the FBI? Now any... um, a lawyer with any integrity would have disqualified himself. He would have never been asked. But Rod Rosenstein at this point was still all on board with the uh, get Trump movement. And he took this assignment and then he turned right around and appointed uh, a guy to investigate obstruction of justice, Andrew Weissman, that was overturned nine to zero by the United States Supreme Court with his prosecution of the accounting firm of Arthur Anderson. Closed the accounting firm down, causing costing tens of thousands of good American jobs on a really novel theory of obstruction of justice that they should have known not to destroy any, um, any records from the past, even though... Nobody was ever given notice not to destroy it, and nobody was ever subpoenaed prior to their destruction, which took place years before the actual prosecution. Overturned 9 to to 0 because it was found that Arthur Anderson was merely going through its normal document destruction uh, routine when these documents were shredded. It was right on schedule. But he was so anxious, so determined to get somebody's scalp over there at Arthur Anderson in relation to that Enron scandal that he just stomped all over the law. And he did so again in this case. This refusal to make a finding about whether or not Donald Trump engaged in an obstruction of justice is just a way that Weissman and really the second man over there Mueller could cast dispersions and make innuendos because the truth of the matter is that the actions don't support an obstruction of justice. First of all, even in the most damning telling of this obstruction of justice case, there was never any actual obstruction. They're, they're alleging that Trump attempted to obstruct justice. But none of these obstructions were ever carried out. And there was no underlying crime. So you're going to argue an attempted obstruction of justice of a crime that never happened. And oh, by the way, it doesn't fit into the statutory definition of obstruction of justice either. 
because there was no ongoing judicial proceeding. It's just, there was simply an investigation. There is no way it could ever be uh, classified or um, argued by a reasonable lawyer. Sure, you can get Lawrence Tribe and these Hollywood celebrities to declare it's obstruction of justice. And uh, Jerry Nadler would, uh, hell, he'd sell his mother down the river if he could make Trump look bad. But it's not going to stand up. But the Republicans are going to be asking a lot of really good questions. Like, if you were assigned to investigate Russian interference in the 2016 election, how come you didn't look at the sources of the dossier, which were all claimed by Christopher Steele to be Russian? Didn't look at that. If you were going to say that Russia interfered in the election by hacking the DNC's servers and their emails, how come you never actually took possession of those servers and had them forensically examined so you could confirm that this attack took place? You just took the word of a Democrat vendor. Why didn't you ever interview Julian Assange? All you had to do was go to the Ecuadorian embassy in London and, and interrogate him. Never did that. And of course, I'll continue to argue to my dying day that nobody has got serious about determining who murdered a young IT specialist at the Democrat National Committee right before these emails became public. After it was announced that WikiLeaks had them, but before they were released, Seth Rich was murdered on that Washington street. And we're just supposed to believe that despite a $120,000 reward being out there for two years now, three years, that none of these hood rats have decided to drop a dime. Unbelievable, but it's going to be something to watch. And when it, uh, when it unfolds, we're going to report all about it right here on this show. And uh, it is going to be some kind of fireworks. It'll probably consume the next two or three news cycles after that, and it'll blow over. And hopefully we can get down to the business of re-electing Trump. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again tomorrow on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network for another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. We'll talk to you then. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. 
Visit vivatels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home.